Try here. Stop. What the hell am I looking at? When does this happen in the movie? Now. You're looking at now, sir. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? We passed then. When? Just now. We're looking at now. Now. Go back to then. When? Now. 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 I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. I was surprised by this movie. In many ways. <laughs> I to say, I was regretting my decision. I, I think this would be something I'd show to my kids. Oh, it's good to hear. I think it's about a father's love for his child. Oh, absolutely, yes. And uh, a complete stranger's love for that man's child. They wore really <laughs> ugly outfits. <laughs> Puke yellow, prom night, pale blue, you know. I, I don't even know where to start <laughs> with this film. Definitely not a movie I would consider watching unless you told me to. Hello, I'm Derek. And I'm Peter. And this is The Mog. In this podcast, one of us suggests a beloved movie from our childhood for the other to watch. And then we talk about it. What made us laugh? What made us cry? And whether it explains why we're such weirdos. Complete weirdos. So, uh, in case you hadn't guessed, that was a bad reenactment of <laughs> the movie of this week, which is... Spaceballs! Spaceballs! Watch out. Oh my gosh. And now we're going to change the format a bit. We're going to read the synopsis so you know what we're talking about. Yeah, because uh, we've been getting complaints, you know, <laughs> angry, angry complaints from our wide audience. We just assume everyone's watching these films. We figured that if you look up <laughs> Le Cité de Perdue Enfant, that you know what we're talking about, but obviously not. So, um, so here it is. Swing it away, Derek. Spaceballs. In a distant galaxy... Planet Spaceball has depleted its air supply. In desperation, Spaceball's leader, President Scroob, orders the evil Dark Helmet to kidnap Princess Vespa of oxygen-rich Druidia and hold her hostage in exchange for air. But help arrives in for the princess in the form of renegade space pilot Lone Star and his half-man, half-dog partner, Baff. Who everyone just happens to know in the entire galaxy. <laughs> In fact, I think everyone knows in the galaxy about these people. It's like there's a galaxy of about 10 people all up. <laughs> and that's the synopsis. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so hijinks ensue. We have the Schwartz instead of the Force. Mel Brooks. This is a Mel Brooks film. Oh my gosh, Mel Brooks. I'm such a fan of Mel Brooks. Get Smart, Don Adams. They're my all-time favorite comedians. Well, you know. Don Adams is and Mel Brooks. <laughs> you know, Blazing Saddles and... Yeah, Blazing Saddles. The, I think the thing with Mel Brooks films is it's always been a bit of a hit and miss for me. And it's very different from what my kind of staple humor was, which was really uh, Monty Python. Ah. So I was really brought up with this British humor. So when I see a Mel Brooks film... It's very slapsticky, mm. and there's a lot of overt jokes, a lot of TNA jokes. So it's it's very different, I think, when I when I watch it because there's something just there's just something about it that's very oh it doesn't click for me. Yeah. Um, though there are some jokes that I find really hilarious, but for me they're, they're a bit of bit between. In fact, if I just jump into a bit of my own sort of history with this film. I think that I really wanted to enjoy this film. I think as a kid, sometimes the jokes, I didn't find them that funny, but I almost convinced myself that I did because it was 
you know, it was space and it was Star Wars spoof and it just had to be funny. Mm. You know, the Chewbacca, he was a guy dressed as a dog. That's got to be funny, right? <laughs> so, so I think, um, I think that for me, this is a, this was, yeah, I think this was one of those films that was almost like a, a guilty pleasure in a way because I wouldn't want to watch this with my parents or anything because my dad was a very, um, you know, he, he liked to talk through movies and he pulled no punches when he didn't find something funny or th he thought something was silly. So wanting to watch this film, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to watch it with him because I, I felt that he would sort of pull this apart and I'd feel bad for laughing at stuff that deep down I didn't find that funny, uh, but I still enjoyed. Yeah. So do you, do you remember when you first saw it? Well, it came out in 1987. We are a bit older by then. Yeah, and I think I watched it on television because they had all the cut-down versions, as I was talking about in earlier episodes in Australia. They do a lot of cuts to movies um, so that they can put it on when kids can watch it. And there's, you know, some swearing and stuff in this that I think that they took out. Not much, but a little bit. You know, they dulled some of the edges to it. Oh. Um, so I think we had a tape or something of this that we would watch. But it probably was a... A couple of years after it came out, so I probably would have been, oh, maybe about ten or so. Oh wow! Okay, I saw this much younger. I actually called up my dad and checked with this one. So this film was reminded to me by my friend Matthew. So if you're listening, Matthew, thanks for this <laughs> suggestion. Um, <laughs> but I checked with my dad, and we actually went to the cinema and saw this together with my brother. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Nice. And my, you know how my dad likes comedies. I just remember laughing yeah. because he was laughing. <laughs> I didn't yeah. understand anything. <laughs> and I have very few memories, actually, of this. Yeah. I remember all the dick jokes. <laughs> like, I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. Oh, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, those are hard to miss. And all the Jewish jokes, they just went over my head, you know? Yeah, I, me too. In fact, I think that they still do. I even thought that Steve Martin was handsome. <laughs> I haven't thought that's what I remembered in my head. Oh, you thought that Bill Pullman was... Steve Martin. Steve Martin. <laughs> in my head, I remember... He pretty much wasn't... Sorry, you go. Uh, just in my head, I remember that's like this grey-haired Hansel, but it wasn't him at all. I must have been remembering something else. I like what Mel Brooks sort of does. Like, he sort of started off, you know, blazing saddles and... He destroyed the Western with that, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually really enjoy Blazing Saddles. It still has some some misses, but it has a lot of hits. And I think there's some really classic scenes in that. And, and to be honest, there are in this as well. I, you know, there are scenes that if someone mentioned it in passing, you would definitely remember. Mm. I mean, that's what Matthew, he was telling me scenes that he remembered, like line for line almost. Oh, right. And, nice. You know, young Frankenstein, he was doing to horror and then men in tights, you know, for the Robin Hood stuff. So he's always, he's a, he was a little bit of a the pioneer of the spoof genre, I guess. Yeah, and I was looking at some earlier reviews for this and uh, one of the things was someone was saying, I think it was Roger Ebert, he said uh, that um, he felt it was a little bit late for when Star Wars came out. Yeah, I think I read that too. I actually found that a bit fun. He said it was 10 years later. But I mean, Star Wars never really died, so I guess it was kind of... And Return of the Jedi was 84, so yeah, it's only three years. It's not so bad. I think there must have been other science fiction movies coming out at that time that uh, probably drew a lot more attention, like The Terminator and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But he has so many dad jokes in this. Do you know what I mean? You know, like really daggy jokes. <laughs> 
yeah. that uh and change the combination on my luggage oh yeah there's always this throwaway joke at the end and you know there'll be a scene but then they'll just walk into a closing door <laughs> just to, yeah just to yeah. add that extra something yeah that's a, just a slap sticky daggy joke yeah they just whack in there colonel sanders dark helmet and Dark Helmet's dressed up in his little tie and short shorts and tights. Oh, so yeah. on the surface, you don't really notice. But if you actually look at his uniform, it's the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit lost in this one. There's just so many little... Uh, it's just like a mess of comedy, yeah. really. There's so much going on. Did you enjoy watching it again? Um, I would have to say I did also like you remember it being funnier. I guess because I was watching it with my dad and he was laughing at all the bulls jokes. Yeah. (laughs) All that (laughs) stuff. But now I just watched it alone late at night and taking notes. (laughs) It sort of, it takes away from it a little bit. But there were some parts that I still really, I laughed out loud. Like there's this one bit and apparently this was all improvised, but Rick Moranis, he was so great in this film. I have to say, I love him in Ghostbusters. And he's yeah, like, he's he's like a dweeb, but he's just genuinely just seems like a nice person, even if he's playing a evil bad guy. Yeah, and he's a really great comedic actor and he's got voice talent too, because like he's just playing with these little figurines. <laughs> oh yeah, that's <laughs> oh right. Gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he's acting it out to himself and he's doing the voices and like, He's, he's playing the part of Barf and he goes, Hey, what did you do to my friend? The same thing about, I'm about to do to you, big boy. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> and it just goes on for five minutes. I swear. Yeah, it does go on for a while. And, and then the door opens and it's like he's been caught doing something really naughty. And he goes, you didn't see anything, did you? And he goes, no, sir. I didn't see you playing with your dolls again. Oh, man. But just the voices and just how it got, gets into it. It's just one take. Yeah. And I think this film... It sort of influenced like all that's the start of referential humor maybe what do you think about that like simpsons family guy and i think that um mel brooks really uh was a standout for doing a lot of spoofs of westerns and all of that i think that his humor didn't really um change with the times i think it stayed pretty much steady state mm. uh you know men in tights the jokes were you could always tell a mel brooks joke just it can be in one direction and then it's quite funny or just slightly in the other direction and it just sort of misses its mark Mm. i don't know if that makes sense i mean there's some stuff in this that i think as a kid or with other people you would enjoy like the beginning scene where the ship comes out and it takes forever to to go across the screen (laughs) yeah um i laughed at that because it just keeps going and going yeah (laughs) And then you, I was thinking, is this the gag? Yeah. But then at, at the end, it's like, we we don't break for nobody. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. The Mel Brooks humor is also like, it's sort of like the salute that he does. Is he flips the bird really angrily, angrily and then he twinkles his fingers <laughs> and waves. That kind of encompasses it, doesn't it? It's sort of like, I'm really angry, but just, just to let you know, I'm not quite as angry as you may think I am. <laughs> But also I was referring to things like, you know, when, when he's his yogurt and he's, di- he's fading away, but then suddenly he just throws in a line, oh, what a world, what a world. You know, it's referencing the Wicked Witch dying. <laughs> I didn't realize yeah, Things that. like that. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. If it was the start of reference, it was like... A- oh, I get what you mean. So, you know, it, the type of thing where 
you'd only pick up the joke if you knew the film, that type yeah. of thing. Oh, right. Okay. And you know how Simpsons and Family Guy use that, you know, as yeah. the premise of all of their comedy. Almost. Yeah, it's sort of like, yeah, once you're in the know, you find it much funnier. Yeah. yeah. The inside joke. Well, maybe there's a lot more than I noticed because I didn't pick up a lot of that. There's a lot of also like breaking the fourth wall in this one. Yeah, there is. <laughs> there's like tons. There's, um, you know, there's the now skit, which was amazing. I thought that was so hilarious. That, I got, that is a really good scene. That's that's one of those you don't really forget. And apologies for brutalizing oh gosh, it earlier. If you include that, <laughs> you still have the power to cut it. Um <laughs> I uh, I do, but now that we've mentioned it, I have to cut <laughs> oh, this <shit>. as well. <laughs> this swore. Um but there's like things like the timpani guy, like where they introduce Mega Maid, and there's a timpani guy standing there, <laughs> and you know, there's he's got a control that turns off the entire movie. They refer to the merchandising, which is the real way they make money from the film. Oh, that's great! Yeah, and did uh, I didn't know this, but he called George Lucas and gave George Lucas the script, and Lucas loved it, so that Lucas wouldn't, you know, sue him or something. And yeah, he loved it. Yeah, and uh, he, the only thing was is that they weren't actually allowed to have merchandising. Yeah, it's such a Lucas <laughs> because thing because he said all of the stuff would be almost identical to the Star Wars uh, merchandise. Oh, yeah. But he gave his blessing. And also there's one scene, uh, the escape pod uh, scene, which I thought looked like really out of place because it was so nice looking. Apparently, Lucas gave him the offcuts for that. (laughs) Oh, is that right? (laughs) So, it's from Star Wars. The little escape pod launching into space. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, yeah. I do know that um, ILM... Industrial Light and Magic was involved in this film. Yeah. And helped them out. Yeah. So, yeah. And actually, I can, I, w- I wonder if they were the ones responsible for blowing up Mega Maid because that was a good explosion. Oh, it was epic. Yeah. It was very Death Star worthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when, when you think about it, there, there was a long period when computer animation took over and everything dated in certain ways really badly. Mm hmm. Like explosions and some, you know, like oh, I watched Twister again once with uh, Alicia. It was one of her favorites. Oh. And I, I found it painful at times to watch because the computer effects were so obvious. Oh, really? What year was that? Um, oh, I was in the 90s. Oh, I think. still. Okay. I'm probably wrong on that because it wasn't one of my favorite movies. Mm. <laughs> but I found some of the... Um, explosions and stuff to be still cool you know because it's all a real explosion yeah well even like the laser battles they look pretty pretty amazing <laughs> you know not laser the the blaster battles oh yeah 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 they look exactly how star wars well uh basically they just it was the ripoff of star wars mm. you know like it was almost the entire plot without luke skywalker yeah <laughs> bill pullman was both han solo and luke skywalker yeah he was unnecessary. <laughs> Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about my favorite character. <laughs> what did you think of Pullman as Han? Yeah, he was fine. I mean, I, I think that the comedic actors, well, Rick Moranis really steals, steals this, I think. Hmm. But they keep the plot rolling. Yeah. But this was his first real movie wasn't it bill pullman's oh was it okay yeah it was like his breakout film i really thought he was steve martin so <laughs> i can understand 
I uh, don't you know that Steve Martin never dyes his hair, Derek? <laughs> <laughs> he dies for no one. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There was a lot of breaking the fourth wall where they explain the plot and then he turns to everyone and goes, have you got that? <laughs> so, like kidnap Princess Vesper yeah. and Force King uh, to give the combination to the atmosphere, destroying planet Dridia and saving planet Spaceball. And he goes, everyone got that? Yeah, and there's like even really big ones like it's like a dissolve into the desert and they actually go hey nice dissolve <laughs> yeah yeah that's and they right. kill the sound guy and the lightsaber battle <laughs> yeah i actually I, I always found i found that funny when um when it first happened because it's such a surprise <laughs> you see the cameraman and the sound guy yeah i like the uh i also like the asshole scene as well oh yeah <laughs> Careful, you idiot. I said a crosser and I was not up. But sorry, sir. I'm doing my best. <laughs> Who made this guy again? I did, sir. He's my cousin. Who is he? He's an asshole, sir. I know that. What's his name? That is his name, sir. Major Asshole. Yeah. And his cousin? He's an asshole too, sir. Gunner's mate, first class Philip Asshole. How many assholes do we have in this ship? Yo. Yo. <laughs> I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Keep firing, assholes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the jokes in this, I love them. But um, like, but they're so they're so corny. The one that Matthew told to me was the comb the desert joke, uh, <laughs> and they're actually using combs. And then there's they show it twice. There's like the two big combs, and the and the guys with the little comb. That <laughs> is a oh dad joke. <laughs> it was pretty funny. We ain't found shit. Yeah. <laughs> But there's Jawas in this. There's little people in this. Yeah, that's, that's a <laughs> I think common that's a common theme. thing in my all of my movies. It's, it's <laughs> like that Peter Dinklage is in all of them. <laughs> it's true. I'm going to have to look at your list again. <laughs> See what's next. Oh, I think Willow. Is <laughs> it <So>, Willow? <laughs> yeah, Gremlins. Gremlins. <laughs> There were some little jokes that I liked. Um, there was just sort of randomly picking out funny bits that I really laughed out loud to. Um, there was the shaving cream to the face. Oh, yeah, that's where right. Little, he uses the force to pick up a... Where he reacts like he's being... being murdered. <laughs> it's like just getting sprayed in the face with the shaving cream, but he's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I found it funny. And there's the uh, the giving of the combination, you know, one, 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 two, two, two. two. <laughs> so the combination is one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's, uh, you know, sometimes oh, it seems funnier when you're reading them back. Yeah. Than when you're watching them. I think so. That's the nostalgia part is sort of sharing in these really oh, corny dad jokes. Um, but um, you know uh, the the president's group. You know he did say some funny stuff, uh, or maybe relevant. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, I by the way, Scrooge is Brooks backwards. Did you know that where that came from? I didn't pick that up. Yeah, I didn't look I'm it up. I'm not smart enough to pick that type. <laughs> Near never. That type of depth of of humor in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he goes. Um, I don't know what to do. I can't make decisions. I'm a president. <laughs> Yeah, and um, there's lots of little sort of hidden things in this. It sets it up pretty well, but, um, you know, the same actor from Alien, John Hurt, he's yeah. just in there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, And, you know, I, that was pretty much my next thing was um, when I saw that, I used to think, gosh, that actor seems to be like the same one from Alien, but it wouldn't be. 
<laughs> and it, it is. <laughs> and he uses a sign, not again. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's great. And there's the whole the Statue of Liberty thing because it's Planet of the Apes. Yeah, Planet of the Apes. That was a really a, like a long joke to have. Like they have the whole maid thing just to have that. <laughs> yeah. That's the it. Statue of Liberty. I thought it was kind of cool though. Yeah, yeah. And there was actually a Vic Morrow moment where Lone Star comes back with the costume change where he's all in white. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. For the and wedding. It's glorious. got the frills. Oh, my gosh, the frills. Yeah, he's a prince. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, amazing that there are now only two princes in the galaxy. <laughs> Did you pick up on the Space Bull song? Uh what would I have picked up on? During the whole, you know how in Mel Brooks films, there's always this massive ending, like no matter what, it's just chaos. And uh, this one is no less because they've got clowns and like there's a bear at oh, one yeah, point yeah, and they're yeah. all trying to escape the self-destructing ship. But that's when the Spaceball song plays. It's like a theme yeah. song with Spaceballs. Yeah, it's the theme song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, my gosh, I never remember that. Yeah, it just comes out of nowhere and goes away again. <laughs> But they play it at the end credits. It's so 80s. It's so, it's so 80s. Oh, my God. Like, it 80s. ends with, you better watch out. And there's an evil laugh. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. God. <laughs> and there's, like, zapping sounds. Oh, gosh. So 80s. So good. Oh, man. But lots going on. Like, thank you for pressing the self-destruct button. Yeah. <laughs> It's so polite. How do you find all of that? Like watching it again, it's kind of like, are you laughing at it because it's funny or because it's so bad? <laughs> By that point, I was actually laughing because it was so late. It was one o'clock in the morning. Oh, God. And um, yeah, just like when the king is like, he's returned, he's, the heir has returned to his planet and he just says, I'm breathing air. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> cracked up at them. I don't even know why. It just is so funny. Man, I think that's delirium. Yeah, it might have been. <laughs> I think I watched it at the wrong time. <laughs> I was too sober. Yeah. <laughs> I don't drink anymore, so I got no excuse. Yeah. I th- <laughs> no, just a lack of sleep. Just the weird things, like when the alien starts singing out in my ragtime girl as well. <laughs> I don't That's know. like almost a callback to um that well that is a callback to Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah, Bugs Bunny. Yeah, true. It's so random and so random. Yeah. I got to say that when um my wife and I were going out, I was always trying to introduce her to movies and and stuff that I enjoyed as a kid because she didn't watch those movies and when we got married i finally this is only a couple of years ago i decided oh i'm gonna get out space balls and we'll watch space balls together oh it was a couple of years okay yeah this is well so you it, had an inkling what do you mean an inkling oh an inkling of the humor <laughs> you already sort of knew what you're in for whereas i hadn't seen this since like 87 pretty much <laughs> yeah, going back to, well, this is the thing. When when we yeah. sat down to watch it and we started watching it, I really didn't enjoy it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because I I got that feeling again of feeling kind of, I, this is horrible, feeling a bit embarrassed that I picked this movie for both of us to watch. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't as funny as I remember it being. Yeah. Like there there are still scenes in this that I enjoy. Like I like the uh, the ludicrous speed 
In fact, what I like is the um, back to the VHS cassette scene where they fast forward the cassette. They're trying to find out where Lone Star and, and the princess is so that they can track them down. So they get at the VHS cassette of Spaceballs, the movie, to find that spot. And they, and they get to that scene that we did before, which is, you know, when they fast forward it and they hit stop and they appear right at the point in which they appear in the movie. It was amazing. I, yeah, I was pretty, giggling. Pretty clever. <laughs> but... Um, I love it when they're fast forwarding through that uh, through the film, and they get to that ludicrous speed scene, and they're doing it on fast forward, and how he goes flying into the into the wall on fast forward with little little chipmunk screams. I actually do find that laugh out loud funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do like the humor in this. Like there was the guy from Groundhog Day. Do you remember that guy, Ned Ned Ryerson? Do you remember Groundhog Day? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it? Where... He was he was in this, and like he was just a henchman. But he it was That's so funny right. when they catch him. He just got this little monologue that he's about to get into. That's spectacular right. stunt, but all for naught. <laughs> That's right. These are not them. Ca- You've captured their stunt doubles. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so ridiculous, yeah. but I find it funny. I don't even know why. Yeah, I guess it's just really sli- silly humor. It is very silly. And I was in a silly sort of mood yeah. when I watched this. And I think that if you wanted to watch this movie again, you either watch it on your own or with someone else who feels the same way. Mm. I think if you're trying to get someone else into this movie... I don't think it's going to really work because the humor is dated quite a bit, I would say. Oh, there was one other bit I have to say is when um, uh, Rick Moranis uh, grabs the ring off Lone Star. <laughs> he goes, wait, you let me. <laughs> you fell for that? I can't believe you. What's with you, man? <laughs> <laughs> Jamaican all of a sudden. He goes, wait, let me give it back to you. And then he drops it down the drain. Oh, you fell for it again. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was crying. <laughs> I love Rick Moranis, man. Yeah. But I know what you mean. Like, if you're not a Ghostbusters fan, you wouldn't probably get Rick Moranis. I don't know. He's so random in this role. He's a little white guy. He's trying to play Darth Vader. Well, uh, another thing I wanted to point out when I was looking into this was that there was actually an animated series. Oh, Spaceballs series? There was an animated Spaceballs series in, I oh, think it was 2007. Oh, wow. Recently. Yeah, so this is 1987 and then they released it, uh, an animated series in wow. 2007. It was 13 episodes. Have you seen any of it? No, obviously I not. read some reviews about it. <laughs> I read that there was kind of still talking about Spaceballs Two. sequel. Yeah. And it's called Spaceballs 3, The Search for Spaceballs 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's yeah, great. that was um, Rick Moranis was saying yeah. that's what it was going to be called. But wow, what are the what's about the series? What have uh, you got? It's sort of nah. Well, I I think I've given you everything that I want to give without making it too negative. It got bad reviews. Basically, uh-huh. it was saying that if 1987 it was out of date, then by 2007 it's really out of date. And it's got like the original voices of Mel Brooks and uh, Princess Vespa. Oh, wow. Okay. I wasn't that big a fan of Vespa in this. What did you think? I think when I was growing up, I think I might have found her attractive. Oh, no. I just mean her acting was like a little bit. 
uh, wooden at times. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think Bill Pullman really... Yeah, it was sort of... He was almost like he was overacting, but maybe that was Brooks telling him to act that yeah. way. Because <laughs> I've seen him act and he can. <laughs> yeah, the, well, they both kind of were overacting, weren't they? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. The, yeah, it was really in your face. But there's also... He came so close to saying Mog. I'm going to just say that it, he did say Mog. I'm a Mog. I'm a half man, oh, half dog. Oh, right. Yeah. I didn't even... But he, I think it's spelled M-A-W-G oh. because I had the subtitles on for a part and I turned them off because it's just way too, <laughs> way too oh, much. Oh, man. You know, um, uh, I think I might have missed that when I watched it again. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I didn't even think of that. He's, he's our, um, our mascot. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 oh, no, man, no, I love no, John Candy. No, he can no, be no, my mascot no. any day. John Candy, maybe, but not Barb. <laughs> oh, Barb. Oh. <laughs> He's ridiculous looking, I must admit. Uh, but where do you come up, like, uh, like writing this stuff down? And uh, instead of a Wookiee, we have a half man, half dog. <laughs> and he's just like Spot. <laughs> But, um, well, I guess it sounds to me like you, I don't know, like upon reflection, enjoyed it a lot more than you, than, um... Oh, it was completely random. And it's not a film that I would probably say is hilarious. Like, it's only because I was in such a silly mood and I was... I love Mel Brooks's humor that I can sort of tap into that. Yeah. But if you're not a fan of... You kind of psych yourself for it. Well, yeah, I guess like, because I'm used to that. I watch a lot of Get Smart and... Yeah, I'm used to sort of very silly humor. Yeah. Very inappropriate. Well, it's not... Yeah, you're right. There is that... I think also there's very predictable... All the dick jokes. Yeah. <laughs> the old TNA. Uh, yeah. And it, the, the president or whatever Mel Brooks plays, he always has to have like an attractive... Either twins or something like that that he's cracking on to. <laughs> yeah. And just all the self-referential humor. It, it was ridiculous how much effort they put into this. Like, they printed all of the toilet paper yeah, and space balls and placemat and all the yeah. toys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I didn't, I didn't realize they never got to sell any no, of it. It was just... That's right. <laughs> purely for the it's film. Just a, yeah, pure, pure for the humor. Yeah. And I actually believe that they would have been merchandise for it. Yeah, you probably wanted to, hey. Yeah. So, yeah, on your nostalgia meter, Nels, well, should it be nostalgometer? Oh, I think you're right. Nostalgometer? Because we're sort of British. Yeah, very British. Speedometer. I speak rarely British, mate. <laughs> See, that was, that was a Mel Brooks joke. <laughs> uh, yes, it would be quite high uh, because I did see this in the cinema and I remember laughing at it. I remember like... Not much <laughs> from this, <laughs> but I remember laughing at it. So, yeah. So, it has been a long time since you've seen this film. 87. I have not seen it since then. Wow. I've had people tell me, like, their skits. Yeah. Um, but, but I haven't re-watched re it in full. It is a bit like Monty Python where people actually are repeating the skits back to you. Yeah. And they're laughing along and you sort of get swept up in that. And, yeah. And you, I've... Finding that I know the script to some of those scenes, those classic scenes. And it's really strange because I start watching it and I find some of it really not funny. 
like painful to watch. <laughs> okay. And then there are some bits that are like, I know this word for word. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of so like the that VHS scene, the ludicrous. Speed. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and it turns to played. Yeah, <laughs> they got the plaid. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. But you remember in school, Connor and you and I, we made a radio play. That's right. Yeah. I yep. remember this. The humor in that was. I felt it was very similar to this. It was very cheesy. And it was. Uh, we could we could have sold that script. <laughs> to um how old were we like 13 or something <laughs> yeah oh god i don't i hope we weren't older but we had you know <laughs> little things like we had the captain and he was sort of taken straight out of this and yeah glum glee and i used like sorry little, that's what he oh was it <laughs> no no the uh, sorry the the detective was glum oh, glee, yeah. i think and the captain would yell glum glee and um I even used some voices that reminded me of the you little... You did the best voices, The sound man. guy from this, you know, the guy who's from Police Academy. Yeah. I think I took inspiration from that dude. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> you did a really good... I remember that voice being really good and I, and I was doing this really terrible detective's voice. <laughs> oh, man. It was great. It was good fun. I've actually added Police Academy to my list now because of this. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, there there is something to the I, I don't know is it a it, is it American humor I don't know there's like a whole portion of these types of movies um, varying from I think they call it airplane we we called it uh, uh, flying high yeah that's it and uh, Naked Gun I love Naked Gun oh that's the one to add I think yeah. that's a both of us one. That's a good one. Where and I think that the thing about the naked guy and Leslie Nielsen playing it so straight the whole time is a bit different from this, where no one's playing it straight. Yeah, you need that sort of solid lead. Like I think that's what Don Adams was. He was a very sort of solid character that you can yeah, just rely the, on for there's the There's a bumbling, ignorant, stupid person, yeah, like, completely serious about what they're doing, and it really works. Hey, with the humor. Mm. But yeah, I mean, for me, I don't think this is a movie that I would recommend someone watch. It was in good to watch those scenes again, though, um, the scenes that I liked. But yeah, some of it I did find a bit, oh, I want to hit the fast forward button. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just so some of the jokes are just so daggy. Uh... Prepare to be jammed. <laughs> There's only one person who would dare give me raspberry. Lone Star. Well, it's just like, okay. Oh, there was the Vulcan neck pinch. Is that a thing in Star Trek? I wanted to ask you. Oh, it is actually, yeah. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> she goes, the guy that's getting pinched says, no, you're doing it all wrong. Yeah, <laughs> and that's right. corrects him. And then he goes, there you go. And then he passes out. Oh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid <laughs> it's so stupid so stupid you just had to laugh and the layer headphones actually <laughs> yeah the layer headphones <laughs> she's just got the you know the classic layer hair thing yep. over her ears and then she pulls off these headphones <laughs> i didn't know this but the you know the um dot dot matrix repo yeah um thing the, that was the voice of joan rivers yeah i saw it in the credits i was surprised yeah She's a really famous comedic actress. Didn't realize that. Well, you couldn't tell because she was just like C-3PO, just robot. Yeah. 
with roller skates. With roller skates. So bad. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. But that's basically that's basically everything for me for Spaceballs. Yeah, me too. But uh, the next film on our list. It's one of yours, I think. War of the Worlds. Yeah. Oh. And I have not ever seen it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having another review of this one, War of the Worlds. I haven't watched it for quite a long time. And this is the 1953 version. So it, it doesn't star Tom Cruise, thank God. Oh, I didn't mind that one. I haven't seen the original though, so. Yeah, well, different eras. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Cool, man. Well, look, um, and thanks again to all our listeners for sticking with us and, and listening on. Thanks so much, everyone. Yeah, I hope you've enjoyed what you've got out of it so far. But also feel free to leave comments and suggestions on our Facebook or on our website. And we do want to hear for your fan submissions for the Mog Juniors. Yeah, I have spoken to a few people and, and as soon as we talk about it, they want to give me their ideas for what they would class as a as a classic film we just need some submissions oh it's amazing everyone's got one everyone has one so we're yeah. really keen to to hear yours and your stories associated with those so please send them through rate review subscribe and uh let us know so that um we can add your name to the annals of history thanks peter thanks derek good night good night sleep tight <laughs>